Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Back again, man. Back again. We are back with a very exciting one. Um, thought I'd one come back we've... for one more week. Yeah, we thought may as well. We'll just we'll talk about this movie and then we'll just see how the future is. Um, but yeah, we had to, of course, see this movie because we've been so excited for it. Um, Happy Death Day to you is here. Um, Aww, ho- and to you, bro. And to you. <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, everyone's already seen it. Um, it's been out we for a week. Six though. months to make that joke. <laughs> nice. It was uh, it was worth it. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, uh, there is a little bit of news. There isn't too much here. Um, but yeah, let's just dive in, really. Um, the first one is like a very small update on the uh, Child's Play TV series. Um, just a little bit of information. Basically, the the working title right now is Chucky. Um, just Chucky, and that's that's what they're going with right now. Yeah. Um, basically, what have we got the rights to, guys? What <laughs> yeah. word can we say? Like, we, we can say Chucky, not yeah fuck it <laughs> yeah that seems to be the way they're going with this and um yeah we'll we'll get into it in a sec but um basically yeah they said that's the working title um they said that the series is gonna be closer to the tone of the first two movies um so they said so sort of going mm. back to a sort of classic scare was the quote um uh so uh don also said that it's uh, described as a fresh take on the series so it's kind of gonna have like new characters is gonna be the focus um they said that it's consistent with the mythology but it's going to be a whole new story um and they've kind of they said that they left the door open for both jennifer tilly and fiona dorf uh, to appear but they're not appearing as of right now um which yeah like this is not what i was sold as the idea of a child's play um tv series you know i thought it was going to be they said like yeah like i thought it was going to be the continuation from cole Um, yeah exactly you know that's what i wanted and yeah like i'm worried about this like really worried i think that it's with the with the release of child's play obviously the remake this has really murkied the waters for them in a lot of ways and and is i'm sure this project's not going the way they thought it was going to when they first signed up for it Mm, Um, definitely but the fact now that it's just weird they when they first talked about this they said that it was going to be a continuation of the films and i guess they probably started to pitch it to people and they're like uh so you need people to have seen seven child play movies to pick up this TV show. And mm. they're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, um, uh, you know, perhaps that's, you know, they needed to change it to get legs and actually get get some money behind it, which is a shame, really, because all we want is a sequel to Cult of Chucky. And that's what we said when they talked about the TV show. We're like, we don't really want a TV show. Like we want, a con- like more than anything, we want a continuation of Cult but we'll take it any goddamn way we can. Mm. And now we're not even really getting that. So it's a bit of a shame, but you know, trust in the man. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Cause like you say, the, the fact that they're still saying all this stuff, like, Oh, it's consistent with the mythology and it is continuing. Mm. And obviously that's kind of a, I guess, a thinly veiled dig at obviously the remake. Um, and, th- and they're really doubling down on the fact that, you know, that is what's going to draw people to this. This is the original through line, the original creators. They're obviously still going to have Brad doing the voice of Chucky <coughs> and all that stuff. But yeah, if, you, if you're not going to actually continue this story and this, and this canon and this legacy that you have built over the last 30 years, yeah. I just don't really see where it's going to go other than the fact of, Hey, it's Chucky. And now he's, you know, in 40 minute episodes each week. I just don't. If, if there's not a chance of uh, Glenn Glenda coming back, then, then I'm out. <laughs> I mean, they said they have teased that as well in the past. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this point they're just throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks but i don't know i'm I'm really disappointed in in terms of like i don't know where this goes this has gone from like something i was really excited for for like i just need to see it now yeah Um, 
but yeah, fingers crossed that they pull it all together because obviously the last couple of movies have been fantastic. So, um, but yeah, this next one is kind of very small uh, news. It's kind of an update on what Eli Roth might be up to next. Um, obviously, two movies last year we didn't cover either of them. Um, Correct. <laughs> yeah, one was a sort of action revenge movie called Death Wish, which uh, looked atrocious by all accounts. But I haven't seen it, so um, mm. there is that. And then there was uh, the House with a Clock in Its Walls, which was the sort of kid friendly, um, sort of light spooky movie, which looked really cool. I, I still haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I mean, check it out. Yeah, it looked kind of in the vein of Goosebumps. Um, but yeah, uh, it basically, he's he's supposedly going to be shooting his next movie in Boston this coming March, um, and it's with Miramax. And kind of people are pointing to that being that it's probably going to be a horror movie um, based upon his previous work, um, but that hasn't been confirmed yet at all. Um, he it's also worth noting that apparently this is him uh, and his friend Jeff Rendell is kind of working on this together, uh, this untitled project, and the kind of the only thing that they've worked on in right. the past before um, was the Thanksgiving trailer, the short for in Grindhouse, <laughs> um, which was also well, shot in Boston. Grindhouse confirmed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so people are kind of pointing all these fingers, and yeah, the fact that he's already talked it up and recently, even like I think last year or the year before, saying that he still wants to make Thanksgiving right. and that the screenplay was was kind of being worked on at that time um yeah in in 2016 he said i have a draft i'm not totally happy with i want to put more work into it so the film lives up to the trailer we have the story and the mythology cracks and now it's about getting the kills right um (laughs) so that was obviously a long time ago um so yeah this kind of interesting for that one reason um but yeah this is kind of a wait and see really but yeah it's it's amazing yeah, it, w- it would be great. After all these years, you know, what is it, 12 years now, let alone when the movie actually comes out, yeah. for them to kind of make this movie um, would be fantastic. Just, one, just want to see one good movie based off those trailers. How dare you? You got two. <laughs> so, um, And God damn it, they're still going to make Machete in Space one day. Um, oh, Christ. They were literally talking about it. I hope he comes recently. across to the critters. Yeah. Jason oh. X. Like, like Danny Blessing was like yeah. quoted saying that he's like, yeah, Robert's still making that movie, and I was like, Danny, <laughs> he's like, he's not, he's not Danny. He just tells you that, mate. <laughs> like he's literally just now directed like this massive sci-fi movie with James Cameron <laughs> involved. Like he's not going to be making a machete movie anytime soon. Um, but yeah, bless him for trying. Um, this next one's a kind of cool one. Kind of we we talk about Arrow a lot on the show. Um, Do we? Obviously, a massive yeah, just a little bit. I'm sure that this won't be the first mention of them. Uh, <laughs> won't be the last. Um, but yeah, right. So I've been watching some films this week. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched. Oh, I've watched one, which is yeah. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> but basically, uh, another kind of company. I mean, there's been a few. There was a new story a couple of weeks back. Actually, I forgot to mention that there's kind of a another company. Um, I might have to look it up in a sec. Who are doing a restoration of Dawn of the, uh, Dawn of the Dead and Martin in the UK? Oh yeah, yeah. I can find that quickly while you're. Yeah, talking. if you can find out the name. Yeah, I followed them on Twitter. Um, which is cool. Obviously, we have our own Arrow release for Dawn, mm. which is obviously out of print now. But like Martin is is one that I've wanted Arrow to get for ages. They've actually had it as a DVD ages ago. Yeah, um, but not Second a Sight Films. Yep, that's the it. one. Yeah, um, which yeah is UK only right now. Um, yeah, 
but that's really cool. Obviously, they've somehow managed to wrangle the rights. God knows how much money they've had to pay. Um, but it'd be interesting to see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, interested in their Martin restoration for sure. Um, but this one is uh, Eureka Entertainment. Um, we mm. we kind of the release that we covered last year was their Troll Collection, um, which which was amazing. Like I really really like that release. Yeah, it was it was fantastic to have all those movies together for the first time. You know, Troll and of course the amazing sequel Troll Two, um, and the documentary. It was all great um and yeah this the next one uh restoration is in april and it's really exciting um because it's cujo uh which is currently not available on uh uk blu-ray um it's crazy these horror movies that don't have UK yeah. blu-ray distribution yeah it really is um like trying so, to pick up a nice halloween or friday the 13th collection i'm like god yeah. damn it arrow please give it to me yeah just like, the other day i was looking up got um hills of eyes part two again and then it's like you oh, just yeah. got these like weird european ones that are just yep. really like bland and empty that's that's what i have <laughs> yeah i saw it and it was like three pound and i was like oh i don't even know if it's worth that but like um yeah so this one's really cool like it's it's the whole shebang you know it's two discs it's it's uh they're saying over seven hours of extra content um you know collector's booklet apparently it's limited edition well so only four thousand to be made um so yeah it's it's interesting one it's, so it's coming this april if people are interested um it kind of looks a lot like the arrow releases doesn't it kind of like yeah. that thicker you know the special edition one like a thicker box that has a giant book in it as well yeah um, don't quote me but i'm pretty sure the artist uh graham humphreys who has done like the newly commissioned artwork i'm sure he's the guy who does the arrow artwork as well because oh, right, okay. um, that name rings a bell um could be wrong but yeah mm-hmm um because he is a british uh, illustrator um but yeah it's it's a really nice collection this was one of those ones that i've wanted to re uh, go back and rewatch for years now so this is very very tempting um but yeah it's really cool really unexpected and it's cool that there's like you know there's multiple companies now in the uk that are really focusing on these mm. like old movies restoration yeah, it's, awesome. uh, it's one of the few things that we're actually really lucky about in the uk because a lot of us and outside of the uk don't get these sort of care put into their releases um so yeah it's a really nice one um and yeah this this final one is not really massively news it was a movie that i don't think we've massively mentioned before so i just wanted to kind of put it out there on our radar um have we mentioned a movie called lords of chaos before lords of salem (laughs) yeah very close um i can't yeah i don't think this was on your upcoming list no Um, i don't think so it doesn't ring a bell yeah, it's weird because it's not kind of it's it's one of these genre movies that is kind of horror, but kind of a bit. It, it sounds awesome though. So basically, it's getting its its full. I think um, uh, what do you call it? Not debut. I can't remember what the word is now. But basically, at Fright Fest, um, the 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 one in uh, Glasgow. Oh, yeah, the premiere. Um, it's is upcoming. Uh, yeah, the Glasgow Fright Fest, which I right. believe is is sometime this month. Um ahead of its sort of full release supposedly on the 29th of march um what's interesting is it was shown at some festivals last year and arrow picked it up um not sure how in terms of how they're going to distribute it because it is getting like a cinema release and that's not traditionally sort of what Mm. arrow do um but it might be something like climax you know where it's a very limited release with a short release of blu-ray so hopefully it's something like that um 
but yeah, the movie's got really sort of awesome word of mouth. And yeah, just hearing about it, this is a movie that I'm definitely interested in. Um, it follows kind of the uh, this the sort of black metal scene of the 1990s, um, right. which is really insane story, specifically in uh, Norway. Um, and I've I've heard there's some amazing documentaries about it. There's a book which mm. is based yeah, I've on. seen there's doc- I've heard there's a documentary about it. Yeah, like I've heard stuff about what they used to be into, and like it's yeah. it's it's mostly follows this band called Mayhem, and they had this insane history where it got it got way more crazy than just being in a band. There was real life murder involved, and all of these real real insane things. And it's one of those stories that you just can't believe is true. And yeah, this is like a you know a dramatized version of it, yeah, and it cool. looks it looks fantastic. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give that a shout out because I don't think we've mentioned it. Um, no, we haven't. Looking forward to because it looks very different as well. So, yeah. and yeah, with it being obviously at Fright Fest soon, with Arrow picking mm. it up, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. Um, definitely, definitely right up our alley. Yeah, for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, kind of, I just remembered, but we didn't actually get it before we saw Happy Death Day to you, um, but it was attached to it in America because, of course, we don't get the nice trailers. Mm. Um, but there was the first trailer for Mama. Um, yeah. Which I believe was one. That is was a on real, upcoming list. Is a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> turns out. Because I yeah, wasn't sure whether it was a fake. No, it is for sure. And it's, it's out <laughs> relatively soon, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of Bloomhouse's next release after, obviously, Us. Um, but uh, did you see the trailer for this one? Uh, no. Yeah, no, so it's um, it, it's... It's a very long trailer. It's like two and a half minutes at least. And I watched the first minute and I was like, okay, this premise sounds awesome. And I like the way this looks. So before it gets to the horror bits in the trailer, I just stopped watching it. Um, but yeah, kind of, it's exactly what you said, really. Um, it's about this sort of these young groups of teens and then they start, they want this woman to buy them alcohol um, and they sort of befriend her and then they start hanging around her house. And then that's when it starts getting creepy, which she has all these rules and she wants to be called mama. Um, and then, yeah, once it started actually getting into the horror stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm already in. I don't need to see it. Sweet. Um, does but it yeah, actually have Juliet Lewis in it? Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, just yeah. a very small role. Um, I think the way you described it was I was expecting her to be the lead. Um, I mean, I thought she was. I it's more she of a glorified. No, it's Octavia Spencer is the is the main actress, um, right. which is really interesting because she just does such a wide variety of movies, which I really respect. Um, <laughs> like, I never really know what she's going to do next. She's just in all sorts of different films. Um, but yeah, this looks really different for her. Um, and yeah, it looks it looks great. Again, another movie like one hundred percent. The re- website I was reading. So- said juliet lewis was the lead <laughs> well maybe that's a spoiler then i don't know <laughs> yeah like, I if mean, we watch um, the movie now and then like octavia spencer gets killed off by juliet lewis <laughs> the first 20 minutes then i'm gonna blame uh, you yeah they um, throw a curveball at us <laughs> i mean the um the thing is there was also meant to have been trailers for it when i was researching it and i couldn't find any so yeah maybe yeah no one really knew at that point horror movies how do they work yeah exactly we're um, still trying to figure it out yeah, we really are. Uh, we, we did get the Pet Cemetery trailer before our screening. We did. <laughs> which was great. Um, we, I wasn't sure if it was the the new spoilery one or not, but at that point no. we'd both kind of just like zipped up our hoodies over our faces and just refused to watch it. Yeah. Um, I do I do enjoy sitting in a packed cinema with my hoodie zipped over my face. Yeah. Um, I wonder if people think that we're scared of the trailer. I know. I always think that, and I really yeah. want people to think it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Two very exciting movies obviously coming up very soon. Uh, but first, should we talk about a movie we're very excited for, which we have seen? Let's do it. Let's talk about Happy Death Day to you.
So, yeah, I mean, I guess the only place to start, really, with this one is obviously the first movie. Um, this is a sequel. A masterpiece. Uh, yeah, so for people that don't know, if you're a relatively new listener, obviously we covered it uh, back in the day mm-hmm. for the show. Um, it ended up being our number three movie of 2017. Um, which, I mean, 2017 was a strong year. I was going to say, for people that don't know, you may think, oh, number three, that's pretty good. Yeah, it got beat by Get Out and It. Um, so we thought very strongly of that movie, indeed, to get number three. Um, and yeah, so I guess briefly, um, yeah, what were your sort of personal feelings on the original? Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love the original. It was probably like my favorite Mike movie of like 2017 <laughs> yeah. because it was just right up my alley, kind of like the this you know slasher movie with this crazy premise. Um, in the end, that the premise was more than the slasher movie. What I cared about the slasher movie got me. He got got my bum in the seat, and then it was actually the the incredible performance and the kind of you know, overall idea of this movie that kept me in it to the end. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the original. And um, we we will probably be talking spoilers for the original movie yeah. in talking about this movie, so to, to give a heads up on that. Um, kind of unavoidable. So um, yeah. if you haven't seen the first movie, go watch it and then come back to this show. Um, but yeah, and, then, and as always, we won't spoil, well, we'll spoil as little as possible if we can of the new movie yeah yeah well for sure um yeah the first movie i completely echo that i adore the first movie i really think it's a modern day classic um it's an amazing slasher like by far obviously the best slasher we've covered for the show um probably has my favorite female performance that we've covered for the show as well and yeah just a like i've watched it multiple times i never get sick of it it's just such a well-crafted movie it's so tight so well written um the lead character is amazing, but the supporting cast in general are all fantastic. And yeah, I, I, don't, I honestly don't have a bad word to say about the original. I just think it's so good. Um, and so, yeah, obviously our, our hype levels, once it's got announced, um, were very high. Seeing the trailer was fantastic. Seeing all those characters again. Hearing us at the end of last week's show will tell you how hyped we were for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like we, we went to see this pretty much as soon as we can because we were just like, we need to see this ASAP. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, should we start with the plot of this one? Good luck um obviously try not to spoil too much um so do you want to synopsize this one bro (laughs) (laughs) not really um so yeah you've seen if you've seen the first movie hopefully you have that will give you i guess a a good general idea yeah so i guess um if you've seen the movie groundhog day you'll understand Mm. kind of the initial premise of the first movie and, and kind of the premise of this one uh basically our lead character tree um, wakes up on her birthday um, to find that she's stuck in a time loop, basically living that day over and over again at the end of each day, getting killed by a serial killer. Um, and in the first movie, she discovers that if she can ultimately figure out who this killer is and kill them, she will get out of the loop. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the, the first movie. The second movie picks up um, with um, Ryan, which is um, uh, Tree's boyfriend Carter's kind of roommate. And um, we find that he is apparently stuck in a uh, um, time loop. Um, And he starts reliving a day kind of a couple of times. And um, we... (laughs) It it starts to get really weird at this point when we discover that he's kind of some super scientist that's built a time machine Mm. slash not a DeLorean. Yeah. Um, and basically ends up sending tree, um, 
in uh, back on to a time loop, shall we say, and probably don't want to unpack too much more than that right now. But um, it, it eventually turns the tree is back to her birthday, stuck on the time loop again. But things aren't all what they seem, and they're a bit different this time round. Let's yeah. just uh, let's just leave it there, shall we? Yeah, it's it's really it. hard. It's really hard to talk That's about. Kind of what the movie's about, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because like, obviously, we've seen the trailer, and so yeah, you see a lot of the moments from the first movie. Um, yeah, you, you see, see that of... she's gone back in the loop. Yeah, you see a lot of moments that are slightly remixed, where they are slightly different to what we saw in the first movie. So you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then you also see kind of Ryan being pursued by a masked killer this time. And so yeah, that was kind of what we expected. Um, they do they save a lot in terms of what this movie is actually about uh, from the trailers. Mm. Um, so that is why I definitely don't want to spoil that just yet. Um, mm. But obviously, when we get into overall explaining the movie, like the main bulk, the main middle hour and fifteen of this movie is set during a certain period which we're going to have to talk about yeah. um but yeah kind of before we get into that really um yeah what, what did you sort of overall i guess take from i guess the whole movie or maybe just the start of the movie i don't know how to tackle this one it's, it's difficult <laughs> i think i think you know gotta tackle the whole movie really and yeah. uh to answer that i say i don't know um, <laughs> it's this movie is is mind-blowing really i don't know how i feel about it i think the the biggest thing i have to say is that we're a few days away from watching it at this point and i haven't really thought about it um, <laughs> i was gonna say the exact same thing <laughs> which is the biggest you know I- issue with it really that it it the first movie was so fresh and the characters were really um funny and fantastic and the whole movie just kept me so i wanted to talk to it and it was a movie that i was recommending to normal people i was recommending to horror people i was recommending to people that were listening and people that weren't listening do you know what i mean i was just recommending it um and this movie i just kind of watched and i was like it was cool to see the characters again um with with anything that gets into time travel and you know getting stuck in a loop and anything like that it inevitably the more you make it complicated the more it falls apart um the thing about a groundhog day and happy death day is that it's so simple in in the the setup you know you're just like they're stuck in the loop why oh well they're just stuck in a loop yeah she's getting killed every day and until she stops the killer she's going to keep being stuck in the loop and if she dies too many times she'll die for good how many times who cares enjoy the movie do you know Mm. what i mean and it's so simple and whereas this one it gets very muddled very early on and ultimately i enjoyed most of the movie it gave me some amazing moments um it gave me some like i really enjoyed all of the characters back every one of them pretty much nailed their role went back into it um but by the end of it i was kind of like hmm that was weird and it wasn't overly a horror movie which we'll get into it it was just kind of like something that i enjoyed and then i won't really think about again and it's a shame um i guess you know when we spoke about this movie it was one that we said didn't need a sequel it was perfect Mm. and they've carved out something that was enjoyable but over you know in the end ultimately wasn't needed um and i think that's kind of how i lie on it really 
that yeah i, I think I'm, I'm pretty similar really like yeah. like i think this is a fascinating movie because i think going into it there was a lot of kind of comparisons from from websites and people talking about you know back to the future 2 mm. um and that style of sequel and they even referenced that movie extremely early on in this movie and mm. I almost feel like that is again. This is slightly spoilery, very slightly. Um, but this is that is a bit of a red herring um, because that is not what this movie is like at mm. all. Um, as we get into it, and I feel like they almost tried to be too clever because the idea of a Back to the Future two style sequel to Happy Death Day was fantastic, and yeah. it would have it would have worked so well and been and they could have really kept it tight, kept the cleverness. Again, don't care about explaining it away. You know that. The first, I think, like, I think that's the problem. They, it goes, they don't they? Yeah, the they go straight the into movie. explaining. And I said to you as a joke, like they're not going to start drawing things on a bit of paper and shoving <laughs> a hole in a bit of paper. And I was like, and they exactly did that. And yeah, it's kind of, you know, when you start talking about time loops and time machines and showing us time machines, it, it starts to become wacky. And mm. I think that's the problem. This movie goes into wacky more than I wanted it to yeah for sure um but yeah like obviously before we get into specifics overall i think it's a really fun movie um, yeah that's kind yeah. of my overall thoughts i think that it's the the first movie is a great slasher horror and then it has really fun moments and it has heart and soul and i think that what this movie does is it doubles down on those last two things it doubles down on the fun and it really tries to double down on the heart and soul um and really tries to have like an emotional core but tries to be funny as well yeah and it, just, and it, it does. almost yeah it like, does for it, sure it it's, me in it's, certain point. it's at the kind of the you know the of the peril of the horror because that takes a massive backseat during this movie um this is very much a I would say it's a comedy first and foremost, and then it's a sci-fi movie, and then it's yeah. very, very far after that horror movie. Um, yeah, the main very horror mild stuff horror. is right at the beginning of the movie and right it's at the in end. the trailer. <laughs> yeah, um, outside of like yeah, the last sort of ten minutes um, because they try and save that stuff. But yeah, it's pr- pretty much the stuff in the trailer. The middle hour and chunk of this movie is very much here are these characters here's them doing really funny things and here's them doing really like heartwarming things and Mm. again i really like that because i loved that in the first movie i thought the first movie was hilarious and i loved tree as a character like her development from where she starts and what you think of her as a character to how it ends is like amazing and and so much higher than what you'd expect from most slashes and so going into this that is clearly where they doubled down but it is at the expense of what I love about the first movie, which is it's a great whodunit. It's it has it's really well written. It's really tight. It has like great twists. It kind of has like a a fake reveal before the proper reveal, which works really yeah. really well. It, it has all of those things you've said, and at its core, it's a scream movie as well, mm. which is why I loved it so much. Yeah, you I know, think you're, what, you're what constantly guessing who the killer is, and you, you yeah. never you never get it people were like well it's basically groundhog day slash scream and it was mm. like yeah it is mm. and it's as good as those two movies um yeah which is so hard to do um so yeah like i say i think they doubled down on the fun the funny i had a good time it, it didn't drag or anything like that once we no. get into specifics there are definitely things that i disliked about the movie um and yeah kind of i wasn't high on the ending either i thought the ending like fell flat massively um before we get mm. into it um but yeah overall it was like a enjoyable experience um it was fun to see those characters and then like you say once i've seen it i haven't spent any time thinking about this movie it wasn't like the first movie where i couldn't stop thinking about it i wanted to see it again immediately it was like oh i've now i'm now living in a world where i've seen the sequel to happy death day and it was okay Mm. (laughs) you know i'm not dying to see it again i think Um, i think that's the biggest thing the fact that i haven't been thinking about it because and that's that's almost 
um you know to say that it didn't offend you know it's, it definitely didn't offend me at all like i did mm. enjoy it it was just like oh it was good and it was fun to see those characters again and it was a fun ride and at this point like if they were like oh there's gonna be a third one i'm like okay i know what i'm gonna be into like, in store for now and i'm okay with that like mm. but it's not gonna be the heights of the first movie um you know and it <sighs> And it, it's rare for sequels to live up to it, and it is funny that they kind of were referencing Back to the Future in a lot of the build-up to it, because mm. that is one of the kind of movies that people go to when they say, like, is a sequel better than the original? Yeah. Um, and it's one that a lot of people have an argument for, and I think, um, you know, that kind of puts this sequel into a category that it doesn't hang in. Um mm. But it was it was it was still really enjoyable. I just think I wish it had just gone stayed in the horror more. I think that's my biggest problem with it is that there's a massive chunk in this movie, um, especially at the end. There's this and no spoilers, but there's kind of like a 20 minute um, ending where the characters are all trying to kind of get this resolution that has nothing to do with horror movies mm. or horror horror elements. It's it's kind of like a wacky high school adventure thing, and it's yeah, it's, not, a, it's yeah. a sequence in a goofball comedy. Yeah, and and it, and it goes on Which for works, so long, but it's, it's not. not it's like not it shouldn't horror. be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, I guess this could easily be obviously hindsight speaking, but one thing that really stands out to me now, having now seen it, is that, and I didn't realize this going in, is that the the writer of the first movie didn't write the second movie. Um, right. The, the okay. Movie yeah, we had, didn't spot that. Yeah, so the first movie had obviously the director and the writer, two different, completely different people. Then this movie, they got the director back, which I knew the director mm. wrote the second one. Um, ah, so right. he is very much picking up where the first movie left off. And again, that could easily be hindsight speaking, um, but it's it feels that way to me. You know, this does really come close to fan fiction a lot of times where it's like, hey, what, what did people like about the first movie? And then let's try and double down on that. You know, they liked it. It was funny. They liked it. It was heartwarming. Well, let's make a funny heartwarming sequel. Yeah. And they kind of forgot that they would, they made a really good slasher as well. Um, another thing as well is like a lot of the characters like Danielle in the first movie, she was one of my favorite characters. She's only in probably maybe four or five scenes in happy death. I was Day. wondering how you felt about Danielle. Yeah. She was so good in the first movie. And, uh, and I remember when we saw the trailer, she's the reveal at the end of the, of the trailer for this movie. And I was like, yes, I'm so happy they got her back. And I'm probably to blame as well as everyone else who loved her in that movie because clearly they knew how much she was loved in the first movie. Yeah. Because she is so overused in this sequel. Like she's she's like she's in it way more than Carter. And we'll, we need to talk about Carter in a separate kind of discussion. <laughs> but like Danielle was just way overused and way overused for comedy, just like so much. Like she is precisely in the middle of these really long drawn out comedy sequences that you were just talking about. And yeah, those yeah. things for she... me didn't work at all. She has like an incredible re-entry into this movie. Yeah, and, the best and kind scene of, of the film. Yeah, a fantastic one, and kind of this whole like, what is this, Danielle? Like, what, what, why are you acting like this, and why, what the hell is going on? And it's when mm. we're not really sure what's going on, and it's yeah. done really well. And it kind of overstayed its welcome there a bit when she started going into like her acting and that sort of thing. It went a little bit too much in in that scene. But then kind of, yeah, most Danielle scenes after that, it it, it kind of got overplayed. Um, it's a weird one, really. Mm. Um, and they definitely, yeah, like you say, they definitely knew that she was a popular character from the original. Yeah. Um, the way yeah. she was revealed in the trailer just shows that. But, yeah. Um, 
which is yes. a shame because you know like you say she was so good in that movie and it is mm. difficult because if you have someone who's good in the first movie then it makes logical sense to be like well let's bring her back and let's make her more involved and mm. this is just one of those one of those um kind of things that's happened where it just didn't pan out that way and as yeah. i just mentioned carter in this movie he's supposed to be as we get into it later on when we explain what this movie's about he's supposed to be again the driving force of this movie and kind yeah. of a big decision that tree has to make and it's like forget that he's even in the movie at times where he's just well he goes able for like 40 minutes yeah um because you know ryan has is got massive amounts in this movie mm. and you know he literally shows up in the, the original just to stick his head around the door around the door and then go away yeah you know and um i think you know that that's what i found at the start of this movie i i was enjoying like seeing ryan and seeing his you know his loop um mm. as it were and then kind of tree getting involved in that and i was like oh okay so is this gonna be like a ryan thing for a while and it was kind of like mm. a curveball because we've seen the trailer and we know it's going to be ultimately about tree but then yeah yeah when the tree stuff kicks in Carter is just completely AWOL and, and they kind of write him into a corner where he kind yeah. of needs to be a bit, but then we 100%. don't get the character we love. And it's kind of, I think that's the problem as we go into it a bit more. It's the characters we love and they're almost how we remember and love them, but they're not mm-hmm. quite. And there's reasons for that. And, and Tree's the only one. Yeah. And even Tree, um, you know, the, the the first movie, it was all about her character progression, how she was a person that you just did not like. I remember when I, when we first, you know, when you watch Happy Death Day for the first time and you see them, the opening 20 minutes, you're just like, Jesus Christ, she's a bitch. Like, mm. keep killing her. Like, <laughs> she's horrible. And then by yeah, the like, end of it... Like, how is she it, the lead character? <laughs> yeah. But by the end of it, you love her. Mm. And it's written so well. And Carter's a big part of that as well. Um but also Danielle is, you know, and in the way that, you know, Danielle's her bitch versus, you know, side and, and Carter's her good side. And kind of you lose that pull with those two characters when we already know what character tree is at the start of this movie. She doesn't have a big journey in this movie. They try to give her a journey, which we'll come on to. But um, character wise, her her character is what it was from the end of the last film, and and ultimately doesn't change much, which yeah. isn't a problem. It just means that these, you know, characters and reasons for the characters being there are non-existent in this movie. Um, and yeah, it, it it does just bode the question why I think more than anything, um, you know, and I think they did they did a good job of giving us something, but it just it just wasn't over, you know, it wasn't needed. I don't think you know the original movie was just so tight. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's worth noting as well as like Jeff, Jessica Roth does the absolute best that she can with this character in the sequel. Mm. Like she's fantastic yet again. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's obviously that it's just mainly that her character isn't as interesting as it was in the first movie, but she still carries this movie for out. Like she's oh, yeah. so good as the lead, char- uh, lead character. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're going to kind of have to, again, now mention what the movie is actually about. Um, this is, pro- we're probably going to go into. Uh, careful with this one because this isn't like we're not going to spoil the ending or anything but we're basically going to set up the premise of what this movie is um so yeah this is this is probably kind of what a third to maybe a little bit more into the movie yeah i would say yeah i don't know probably less but like yeah yeah somewhere like that but um yeah basically when tree gets stuck back into the loop um we've already mentioned it but kind of one of the first moments is carter and um, when Danielle gets reintroduced, um, she straight up just kisses Carter and it's mm. revealed that they're a couple. <laughs> and Tree is just like, what the fuck 
is going on and yeah. that was a fantastic moment because everyone's so like what good. what is going on and then Danielle they got me they very... got me so strong oh, like yeah. i couldn't believe it. my You're jaw so was on the floor good. i was like yeah, what like i shouldn't have reacted the way i did just for something so basic but like they yeah. genuinely got me like i yeah. i couldn't believe how much i was shocked by that moment yeah <laughs> and um yeah it, we basically find out that um ryan's time machine has basically got her stuck in a loop but in a different dimension so Mm. it's the world as we know it but not quite uh you know anyone that has seen any sci-fi stuff which i'm sure if you listen to this podcast you probably have you know you know what i'm talking about and um yeah so she she's stuck in this different dimension where there are subtle differences to her world one of which being carter is going out with danielle um (laughs) and um pretty early on we then find another big difference in this world um it's pretty much straight after the the yeah yeah almost too quick after because it's just like bang bang um Mm. because this is a big one and that's the um tree's mum in this universe is still alive she um she wasn't killed by the serial killer it wasn't kind of explained why he didn't kill her like i would have i don't know why but i kind of i wanted the why do you know what i mean like was was it the killer that killed her then it was the yeah he he was it the guy was it because i couldn't remember yeah he killed her mum, and it's just kind of like oh he just didn't hit that house or something you know what i mean it was i would have liked like a a reason just a throwaway comment like oh that romantic break you took me on at the spare of the moment two years ago or something do you know what i mean just like something yeah. as to why she didn't she avoided it and in tree's world it it wasn't it was it wasn't avoided mm. um but anyway because the killer is still here you know what i can't tombs is he called tombs i believe yeah i think so yeah, yeah. um is still around in this world, but he just didn't kill her mum. But yeah, so then this, this is then a massive part of the movie because Tree was trying to get back to her world. um, And now she's in a world where her mum is still alive and she's kind of thinking, well, do I, you know, stay in this world? And when, when the loop corrects itself, do I want to stay in this world instead of my, my real one? And it's kind of like the, a big chunk of the movie is then her trying to discover what, you know where she wants to ultimately be um and that wasn't super interesting to me you know it didn't really i didn't really i think we spoke about it before when you're in one of these um movies where you've got kind of these alternate universes or whatever you don't care about any of the other characters because you know that the only character that's in the world that you knew it was tree if you know what i mean Mm. so kind of everyone else is expendable i'm like that's not your carter so just let let him die whatever like you know and all these other characters i'm just like well you know never mind ryan it's not really you never mind bro. you know and everyone's slightly different so they're not so they clearly aren't the same as well and so you're just like i'm just not too worried about them even when there is kind of the threat of death which is very minimal in this movie Mm. um and it is weird because obviously um the one of the one of the cool things about this movie is the kind of new well the the kind of montage where she resets the clock constantly um in the original movie there was kind of like a death montage where she just couldn't keep she couldn't escape death and she kept getting killed and it was probably one of our only criticisms of it that it was quite 
it, it wasn't inspiring. It was quite like by the book, wasn't it? And and quite quick and wasn't overly clever like the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, it wasn't good at all, really. And the only yeah. purpose it served was that it had all the kills in the trailer, which yeah. I was perfectly fine with because then it was like, oh, well, the trailer looked exciting and none of those kills got ruined. But yeah, the actual sequence itself in the movie did nothing for me. It was the yeah. only part of the movie that was just like bland. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't dislike it as much, but I still, yeah, it wasn't fantastic. Whereas in this movie, basically Tree is like, well, I'm stuck in a loop. But the, the the thing that they need to solve this time is some mathematical equation to fix a time yeah, machine. How exciting. Um, and in order to do that, Tree has to memorize their work. And then each day when things get reset, she can then complete their work where they were at the day before. And then they can continue, which is mm. really exciting to have on film. However, yeah. it does lead into a really good montage scene because she's like, well, screw that. I'm not going to get killed every day. I'm just going to commit suicide every day. Mm. That sounds light for television and, you know, have to put on TV. But yeah, it it was done in a very comedic way and was executed very well, I think. Yeah, I thought that like this whole sequence, really, like the the suicide montage, as it were, was really well done. Like it was it was such so much better than what the original montage was, because in the first movie, it was just her being killed a bunch of times, which obviously we have so many kills in the first movie anyway. And that's kind of what the whole movie is about. Um, whereas this was so different because this was the only part of the movie where they tackled her sort of committing suicide. And it really left me wanting more. Like that was such a crazy idea for the movie. And if this yeah. didn't have a killer, but it was just her finding these inventive ways, who knows? Maybe that would have got stale because uh-huh. it, you know, I wouldn't like to see it overstay its welcome, but no, and the problem know, is it was what she's more why she's doing it was not interesting. It was just, they did like the, it was just a very clever ways that she was yeah. coming up with and kind of, I think you know, that's, that's so like slash entertaining. Of, that's what this whole movie for me is really is like, here are these cool moments, but how we get to them and the kind of the points to point and how we tie mm. together just isn't clever at all. Like you say, the, the fact that the reason why she's killing herself is really stupid and ridiculous really. And it's kind of such this weirdly granular sci-fi thing of like, we're just going to, you know, sort out these equations and the more times you kill yourself, that's just going to give us less algorithms to work out. And I was just like, I was like, what? Why? Why is that? This movie is so sci-fi. That's if you have haven't to, really if you have mentioned to too much, <laughs> fill a whiteboard in kind of math equations to explain what your movie's about. Then mm. you know that's kind of a problem, and that's literally the crux of this whole set piece. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's there are so many scenes where it's just characters talking sci-fi mumbo jumbo, trying to yeah. explain the brilliance and the simplicity of the first movie. You know, we talked yeah. about it before, yeah. but like kind of it's implied the reasons why she's got to you know reset the day because she's trying to learn about herself and she's getting over these past issues and this emotional baggage and it, yeah. it, it all adds I together mean, this amazing character development whereas this movie just throws tree, that away <laughs> tree kind of says that in this movie yeah where she's like oh i really thought like it was about me and about me kind of you know exactly what you said growing as a person and everything and she's like oh it just turns out it was your geek friend and his time machine and i'm like eh. Yeah, yeah and they try and they try and write it off as <laughs> yeah. Carter's like, oh, all that stuff still matters. And I was like, not really. Like, yeah. It doesn't. Ma- matters actually. less. Matters less now. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely matters <laughs> less. Um, that was frustrating. But yeah, kind of the, 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 the new characters as well, we haven't touched upon too much, mm. but like they're not, they're not that interesting. There's, yeah. there's two they friends suck. of Ryan's who 
don't really say much. They say a few lines. They're very much yeah. there for comedic value. Like everything they say is supposed to be a joke, and it just isn't that funny. They were, they were um, kind of like worse versions of Ryan, and Ryan yeah. wasn't. I mean, that's the thing as well. If we were to like rank our characters from the original, Ryan would not be up there as the best character. You no, know, he but was, when he he's was used fine. in the first movie, yeah. he's great because he he's used like well, twice. <laughs> I, I didn't need more airtime of him, let alone then mm. two throwaway characters that are worse versions of him. You know. And also um, just trying to be really funny and talking all this sci-fi mm. language. And then, yeah, the, the other main character we get introduced to, is he like the dean of the school? Um, he's some sort of high oh, yeah, yeah, he's weird. Boss. Yeah, he's a dean, yeah. Um, but he's in this movie loads. Like, he, he, he appears early on to kind of shut down this machine that they've created. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. Like, he's the roadblock which is going to create what this movie is about. And I really thought he would show up then. And then that was pretty much all we'd see of him. Um, turns out he's hmm. in the movie loads. He's again played purely for comedy. Um, he's in really long sequences with Danielle, which again is played purely for comedy. And, they're mixed to say the least um i wouldn't say i hated the scene but it went on for way too long um and yeah, yeah like, i think that's a problem in the moment i was like oh, okay this is funny and then hmm. i was kind of like oh this is this is this is still going okay. yeah <laughs> the, the worst thing about moments like that is i think to myself if i ever did rewatch this those moments would be painful like i'd yeah. be I'd be sitting for it with gritted teeth, just trying to get through it. Of like, oh god, has this ten minute like extended comedy sequence? Like, mm. yeah, it doesn't work. But yeah, overall, like, like I say, this movie is a messy movie, and it's kind of, I guess, to be expected because it's very hard to make a sequel in the way they've done it. And yeah, kind of it all being set in this alternate universe, as you touched upon, it just yeah. doesn't feel like it matters. The, the whole thing feels really meaningless. And they try and have these character reveals. You know, one of the other changes is that Laurie isn't the killer in this universe. Um, and so it's fun to have her back and it's fun to see her interact with Tree. Yeah, like a nice oh, Laurie. It. Um, it, it doesn't mean anything, but I kind of. Um... I like that as an idea and it was something mm. that I kind of thought to myself if they're gonna because they're definitely trying to turn this into a franchise yeah and I'm like oh if Tree gets like somehow some shitty reason why she I almost like it if it was kind of like karma where she she becomes like a shitty person again and then she gets thrown back into the day but this time everyone's a bit different do you know mm. what I mean and then like yeah it is still the who done it because there's no who done it in this Laurie's not the killer but no one cares um including tree she's just like well I don't care I just want to get the fuck out of here I'm, I'm just gonna mm. kill myself before the killer comes near me um whereas in my mind I was like oh that would be cool I, I was like this is cool like who's who's the killer gonna be in this movie like what is the you know reason for them having a slight character change that turns them into the killer you know with you know did she reject carter and now carter's the killer did did mm. she push danielle too far by not attending that one meeting and that turned her into a killer because that would have been funny based off danielle in the first one you know mm. or was it whoever you know is it this is it this weird dean that's now crapped up or whatever and it's just kind of like it ultimately isn't that and that's a shame because actually if that was just the idea that she's stuck in the loop again and now she has to figure out the killer again i'm like mm. Man, that's cheap, but do you know what? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Um, that's what's hard about this movie is there are so many different ways they could go that could be the idea or obviously yeah. like if it's very similar to a back to future 2 where she's kind of revisiting these moments but they are slightly different and from a different perspective like it would be hard to do but yeah the fact that they went yeah. down this avenue well, of, the problem yep, it's, is it's old universe so yeah. everything's a little bit different we're going to revisit certain moments from the original but then certain things are going to be different and yeah like you say this movie does have like a very small part of it is a slasher where there is like going to be a character reveal for the killer you know it's it's established very early on in this universe that laurie isn't the killer mm. um and so that moment like when they're trying to build to it of like who is it who is it i couldn't care less because i was like no. well it doesn't matter laurie was the killer in the first movie that's all that matters to me and that reveal i thought was so poorly well like done it was probably my least favorite part of the whole movie really yeah so i was like i don't need this at all um and i didn't like like what they did with it i read it was really i didn't like, i didn't really think it was clever at all like who, no. they, who they put in that role um and you mentioned before as well about Carter, like his whole, obviously now we've said that this movie is set in an alt universe. That is the reason why we don't like Carter really in this movie and why he's so underutilized and unnecessary because mm. he's in this world, he's attached to Danielle, which is a great moment. But then when they try and peel it back and when they try and explain why he's with Danielle, it's ridiculous. He would never be with her in a million years. And that's actually just shows you the powerful writing of the first movie is that he was, he was so well matched for true. Yeah. And, and I like putting him with Danielle just doesn't work at no. all. And so well, yeah, because like, why would he even her? be in that crowd? That was the whole point mm. that he was so far removed from trees crowd that they yeah. would never have crossed paths. There was just that chance circumstance that they were, that, that he helped her out that night. And then she would have just rejected him and walked away and never spoke of him because she'd have been shamed, shameful of it. Um, mm. But it just so happened that that was when she got caught on the loop. And otherwise, yeah, she'd have never crossed paths with him again, let alone to think that Danielle would be in a relationship with him. It was just mm. odd. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, like you say, there were just so many little things like that where I was kind of almost dreading it because I think I thought this movie was fun. As I said, it's a really, it was a fun ride, but I knew the second I finished watching it where I was like, oh God, this is a movie where if you start analyzing it, it's just going to fall apart. Mm. And there are yeah. so many little things that tick you off that you kind of have to bring up to be critical. But then it, it, it yeah. ultimately makes you sound like you really didn't like it, which overall, I think it's a fun sequel. It's just nowhere near the level of quality of the original. And that's kind of the biggest problem with it, really, isn't it? It's like it's so hard to follow what they previously made. Yeah. <laughs> but I also I do think one of the because, the, you know, a lot of the things we've critiqued it is because it's it's weird things. And I, I heard people getting caught up on the first one and kind of like because it is this weird high level concept. And then they've just kind of like multiplied that by 10 in this movie mm. um but but all of those things aside a, a genuine criticism is the lack of horror in this movie and the fact that it forgets that it was fundamentally a slasher movie in the first movie and um you know the slasher goes away for so long and when it comes back it's mediocre mm. um you know it's mediocre at the start because it doesn't really ever get going and then when it yeah and then when it does ultimately come back it's just yeah, it's it's really poor and it's the worst part of the movie or one of the worst parts, and mm. and, and that is definitely a problem when we're talking about it on a horror podcast, um, and horror fans are going to go see this movie, and yeah. you've got a hope that they like the other stuff as we did, and then you can still have a pretty enjoyable time like we did. 
Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, really. is like we, in the first movie, we love the slasher, we love the horror, but we do love the emotion of it mm. and the comedy. And so that is why we at least get some enjoyment from yeah. this because they double down on that. And I liked that part of it. Whereas, mm. yeah, if you only liked the whodunit aspect of it and the kind of the, the little kooky bits that are supposed to be funny, like annoyed you and you didn't really care about sort of Tree's redemption and her backstory with her mom and her dad and all that stuff, like there's not really going to be anything for you, I don't think. No, that's the sequel. problem, you know. It was like when we talked about Anna and the Apocalypse. It's like, mm. well, if you can't get into a cheesy bit of music every now and then, you're probably not. This is not the movie for you. But if yeah. you can, my God, you'll have a good time. And uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's that's like this one really. It 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 really is thin on the horror. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think we're kind of get, getting into the recommendations now. So mm. I mean, yeah, what what would you sort of recommend for this one? I mean, you you if you've not seen the original, watch the original because it's a mm. fantastic movie. If you want more, then watch this one because it's a fine sequel. Um, I think is where I'd go. You know, you, you either know if you've seen the first movie whether you like it or not. This isn't going to turn you around if you didn't like the first movie. Um, but yeah, definitely watch it if you like the first. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I say, it's it, it's a no brainer that if you like and adored the first movie, then you almost out of curiosity you have to see the sequel. And um, yeah, I think I think it's a fun time. Like I mm. definitely think it's worth watching. There there are there are better films I've seen, obviously, and better sequels. But there's like way worse ways to spend your time and money. And I I'm glad I've seen this. I'm glad they made it. Um, it's just uh, I am slightly disappointed because obviously we wanted to love it, and we and you can tell from this discussion that the love just isn't there like it was for the original. Original. Yeah, we we thought this would be, you know, um, the the original was our third best horror movie in a year of super strong horror movies, you know. Mm. And then this one, I'm like, well, you know, I'll probably try and watch it again, and mm. you know, that'll probably be towards the end of the year. And I wonder if it'll be in my thoughts then at all. Like, yeah, who the hell knows? Um, yeah, I'll be exactly know. the same. I want to yeah. rewatch it, and it will go one of two ways. Yeah. Um, and I'll be curious to know which way it is. But honestly, I'd be very surprised if this made a top ten, um, yeah. which is shocking to me. Yeah. Um, having you know beforehand, but yeah, I still but would still recommend good. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, we do have a couple of questions. We'll do it now because uh, one of them is a bit spoilery. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So kind of full spoiler warning once again. Um, but yeah, this question, of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at shb pod. Um, obviously, you can ask us questions about this week's movie or just any sort of horror related questions um so this one comes from steve um he says uh, does the final scene actually show us the possibility of a third film uh, i've really enjoyed this sequel um so yeah thanks for your question steve mm. obviously he enjoyed it um which mm. is good um but yeah kind of i i assume he's referring to the mid credits yeah scene, the mid credit scene yeah um which uh, is weird isn't it um it, it's super weird um i think it does to answer the question like i think mm. they they are wanting to see to kind of turn this into a franchise um you know, the first movie killed it at the box office. It's already been mm. reported that this movie hasn't. So yeah. it, it does really depend on that. But but they they certainly had that in mind. Um where they were really going with it, like, um was was really weird. But yeah, they're mm. definitely setting it up wanting to have a you know, turn this into something else and have a third movie. And like I say, at this point I'm like, okay, if that's what it is I'm still I'm still in for the ride because I still like these characters and still I still enjoy it. 
Yeah, I I completely agree with you to answer the question. Does this final scene show us the possibility of a third film? Absolutely. I think this is exactly why this this scene exists. Um, it's very much your you know mid credits teaser to set up a potential sequel. That's the only reason why that scene's there at all. Um, and yeah, the scene is weird because yeah, you kind of it's got the government involved and they kind of take the machine and then it's this question of oh well, I guess we need to use it. Who should we use it on? And then Tree's like, oh, I have someone in mind. And then it kind of shows like Danielle. What is it? Just like waking just up. Wake- from nightmare yeah um assuming like she's just been killed in a nightmare um which yeah makes perfect sense given you know what we just said about the sequel they we they know that we love danielle they use danielle like crazy in the sequel and they obviously Mm. want her to be the lead in the next movie um so yeah i don't i'm not interested in this uh obviously that's not what you asked but kind of going into our opinions on this scene yeah it's not something that i personally want um i don't know where they would even go i can't imagine a happy death day where tree isn't the lead character no i need Um, tree i need tree definitely it is a you really weird one as well that they'd be able to do the title some play on words with the word three and tree oh yeah they have to right like yeah <laughs> I, I, mean, haven't, I haven't quite got it nailed down yet but i feel like i'm 80 percent there in my mind <laughs> i feel like that's probably the only reason why they called a tree in the first place <laughs> um mm, exactly but uh just to peel it back as well because i've got trees to a crowd me. maybe is danielle danielle joins the, um, the play the, see, see guys, the, you're not going to get better than that. You may as well stop now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like to, to peel it back, the actual ending of the movie before the credits, like I couldn't believe how rushed it was where you mm. have this very long extended again, comedy sequence to this end of this supposed horror movie. Yeah. Which was outrageous. You then get the conclusion. You're then finally back in the original universe, which you've wanted to see for the whole movie. And then she hugs Carter. Boom. Hard cut. It's the end of the movie. <laughs> Mm. i was like well, what is that really how you're gonna end the movie so that that really disappointed me as well um but yeah uh that that's kind of it on that one like it's it is a weird mid-credit scene for sure mm. um, not what i was expecting at all like really no. um and uh yeah we did have another question um from cat um which we did kind of touch upon this but she said um i've seen some reviews saying it's not really a horror film but a comedy is this true seems disappointing if so um yeah sadly it's true yeah i agree with that um it's something that yeah if if i'd have known that gun in i'd have been very hesitant and um yeah it's that is true unfortunately is this is a comedy you know this is this is very much a goofball comedy at times as well and then yeah this is a goofball sci-fi comedy that that was once a horror movie you know yeah Um, which is it just happens that i like sci-fi movies and comedies so it's still yeah i was gonna say someone who doesn't have so much of a kind of love for those two genres like we do would definitely like because i could see reviews for this movie ranging from like very positive to like extremely negative because oh my god yeah i see some people being like oh they've they've got rid of the horror and they're talking yeah. on the sci-fi fantastic and other mm-hmm. people like this movie sucks like yeah and i think that's really valid yeah. as well because and, it and, comes from what you want from a sequel yeah. to this movie <laughs> you know. but then if you um, you know if you've you don't make a different movie that's the thing like it is it is sliding into a different genre you know and it is yeah. it is frustrating you know the third movie could easily come out and we might not do it for the show you know if, yeah. they, if they lean heavily into what this movie leaned into Mm. you know if all the promotional stuff is advertising it as a sci-fi comedy we probably won't do it for the show you know and Mm. that's how crazy it is to think of that yeah 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, man, like, even though, like you say, I enjoyed this movie, talking about it really bums me out because mm. I really thought we'd be sitting. I thought this would be like, you know, when we've seen movies, you know, recently where we're just like, we cannot wait to talk about it. And when we saw mm. One Cut of the Dead, I was like, hell yeah. And Glass was like so much better than I was expecting. And then, yeah, I watched this and I was just like, oh, it was okay. It was fine. I was I getting guess. ready to take the crown off upgrade, but. It's. You know? No, it lives. Uh, I I liked Upgrade far more than this movie. Yes! Huh? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you finally found the yes! movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a very long uh, well, that's all discussion <laughs> of uh, Happy Death Day to you. Uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back. So, uh, yeah, pretty much to end us off this week, you said that you'd watch some old Arrow releases. You know me. You know me and Arrow. I, I've only watched one. Um, so, yeah, what, what have go? you watched? Uh, no, I want, I want to know what you've seen. Oh, man, I've, I have seen some movies. I've seen some non-Arrow movies as well, I think. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I watched, uh, I finally got around to watching I'm Not a Serial Killer. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, which is the Blu-ray that we picked up at Fright Fest. Yeah, um, how is it? It's it's all right. It's it's a slow burn. It was mm. it was um very slow and not a lot of action, but was quite interesting. Um, it, it was probably a little bit too long, um, mm. but it definitely had some had some charm to it. Um, it's kind of like this um, teenage boy that's struggling with these thoughts of like he's basically got all the patterns of being a serial killer and kind mm. of has a therapist that's basically helping him not become a serial killer. And then a serial killer strikes in his town and he works at the morgue uh, with his mum. So he kind of like is getting all the bodies that the serial killers had. Right. And um, I think that kind of makes the film sound a bit cooler than what it is because that's right. quite a cool premise. But it And that's the thing. I think it has some cool stuff. It just ultimately is a little bit slow. I didn't really like, um, like I say, the, the whole pace of it. I wish it kind of got going a bit more but i still i still enjoyed it quite a bit and it was it was definitely a cool little watch for one of these you know lower more independent films that i hadn't seen before hmm. um and yeah i also watched um terrified which is oh, yeah. a shutter exclusive kind of uh is that the one that was to... at fright first i can't remember if it was at fright fest or not now um i think it was last year wasn't it i think it might might have been that's what i think that was why it was on my radar because i knew it was on my radar and when it dropped on shutter i knew i wanted to watch it um Mm. and this was like this is a this is a subtitled kind of um kind of ghost story haunting type movie Mm. um has some real creepy moments has some real really weird moments as well um again kind of a bit long um and kind of I um I kind of lost interest when it got into it kind of towards the end of the movie you get into them just trying to hunt this ghost almost and and kind of like that sort of thing and I liked it really when just weird shit was happening to people more mm. um it's kind of like with Insidious you know like the the first half of Insidious as opposed to the second half it's a bit like mm. that um but but yeah it was it was all right um and then I watched a couple of Arrow releases. Right. Um, I watched The Burning. Oh, um, right. Yeah, that was one you mentioned, didn't you? A couple yeah. Of weeks yeah, it was one that I picked up because I thought it looked... I watched that. I watched a horror documentary all about slasher movies, and it was one that looked interesting. Um, 
it's it's funny because I spoke about Sleepaway Camp last week, and it's kind of basically the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a blatant ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth, which I'm cool <laughs> with. Um, yeah. But seeing like two of those movies very close to each other, you know, they're just very cheesy, quite poor acting. This has Tom Savini special effects, so you know the special nice. effects are sick. Um, not as much as I. Th- wanted there to be i think that's my biggest criticism is that i i realized i was about 45 minutes into this movie and i was like when the fuck are people gonna die Mm. and because i didn't really care about any of the characters i just wanted them to die and then they kind of started to die and then the movie ended and i was like oh really could you not have killed (laughs) some more well there was a whole camp of people and the yeah the body count isn't massive but it's expensive man yeah yeah (laughs) especially you know like i say you know there was there's a clear difference between uh you know sleepaway camp had the body count and then this one had the effects um yeah but yeah it was still fun like i I, i'd give this one the edge over Mm. sleepaway camp if you want to watch like a friday the 13th ripoff um yeah um and then yeah i just recently watched the crazies um oh, the kind yeah. of from the romero collection um i i thought i'd seen this movie before turns out i'd seen the remake all uh, oh, right <laughs> probably very different films <laughs> very different films <laughs> correct <laughs> um but yeah this this is an interesting one it's it's kind of like him dipping his toes back into horror anyone that kind of knows kind of like what he did between the two um dead movies the first two dead movies kind of like this gets him back into the mindset of it um it's still it's more of like a it's massive social commentary of this kind of um town that has a viral outbreak and then the government kind of basically coming in and quarantine in the town and trying to condense it and keep it under wraps and it's about it's more about the townsfolk trying to deal with the quarantine and trying to escape when the government won't let them so you know it's very you know social kind of and political you know points in there um but was was fun um certainly you know much prefer his his zombie films than 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 the kind of you know this sort of film um but you know it's all right mm, mixed bag yeah. definitely but been watching yeah i want to watch that one like it's yeah. on my radar for sure um but yeah is that is that all your arrow releases for now then i'm there man i'm caught <laughs> yeah. up I, well, I only watch one. I've still got a load to watch. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just now <laughs> staring at them. I'm like, oh, God, there's so many. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, The Ring's coming out next month. I will I watch wait. all the Phantasm movies, guys. <laughs> Please do. I'm just, I'm in the mood for House recently. I started thinking about yeah. that movie again. Um, yeah. But no, I watched uh, Society. Oh, yeah. Which, whew, my God, where do you even begin <laughs> to talk about that movie? <laughs> like... <laughs> When we, when, when we discuss a lot of these Arrow films, you know, the, the thing that pops up a lot is like a lot of what you just mentioned is like, oh, they're so derivative, a lot of these different <laughs> slashes and kind of, obviously, we, we, that's what we want. because like that I didn't even them. know how to break that one down because I didn't want no. to like, I didn't want to spoil it for you either because I knew you hadn't seen it, but I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> I didn't even read the back or anything. I just like had it here because I'd obviously borrowed it off you and yeah. I just stuck it in one night and watched it and my God, I had a fantastic time. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie because it was so different um it was really out there like i loved how wild and wacky it was pretty much from the first two minutes of the movie it had you guessing and trying to figure out what was going on Mm. um and in the end even though it didn't really like try and overtly explain it it was still weirdly satisfying to watch it all unfold Um, the the last the last 10 or 15 minutes the 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 party kind of yeah it's just just batshit crazy and i love it and the effects are so good and it just kind of like you know because it is this 
is he imagining things? Is he going to mm. be, is he the one that's insane? Is it his parents covering it up? Is it someone else? And then when you get the kind of reveal and you just, you know, it's not the, the kind of craziest reveal in the world because it's kind of what you expect, but it's the mm. way that they goddamn execute it. That yeah, you're just definitely. like, it's, Jesus big and, it's clearly like sort of moving towards that big moment and the mm. big finale, which is if anyone's seen it, that'll be the moment that people remember. And it's got amazing special effects. It's, it's, disgusting and gross and it really will stay with you but i thought the movie was just overall really well made like i was i loved the lead character i thought he was so well acted um he's he's had a pretty decent career after it like it had a really fun like the thing i love about these hour releases is you watch this really old movie which the society is gonna be 30 years old this year um and then you can immediately just slap on you know a special feature and you can see the actors talking about it um i love when it's recent as well so if you know if it's in like the last five or ten years they can really look back on it um so you had like the lead actor the lead actress like his his friend you know who's kind of featured throughout the movie and, and is right, very much yeah. involved in the graphic sequence at the end hearing him talk about it was hilarious and right. how like he didn't really know if he wanted to do it and his agent talked him into it and you know when it first came out he's embarrassed by it and now he looks back on it really fondly like all of this stuff was was so great like it just added to the experience um but yeah i thought it was great man it was so different to the movies that i've been watching recently these old horror films um but i loved it i really really loved it it was it was one that i'd highly recommend for sure um yeah i think it's one of those like you know when you talk about you know like like the burning that i watched that mm. that is uh, friday the 13th ripoff you know and it is just that whereas yeah you can't put society in any other box <laughs> no <laughs> which is cool no it was so I unique. Wish, just seeing the the artwork of it just bums me out that we haven't got basket case the hour yeah. release like mm. god it just bums me out that's the one i want more than anything yeah well that's the one isn't it that's kind of like in other territories yeah that um, and reanimator yeah yeah they're both annoying like they're not yeah, here but we, the we get we get we get more than we don't get, so we True. can't complain. True. I want it <laughs> um, all. Though. I want it all. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I don't even know if we've got anything like on the radar for next. I week. was then thinking, I was like, oh, what's he going to tell me that I'm watching next week? Because I don't know. Well, we, we were so focused on obviously Happy <laughs> Death Day to you that I was like, and like obviously like, and now I'm just we, thinking about us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we saw that trailer again in the cinema, and we were just blown away again. Um, so I can't wait for that. But I'm pretty sure there's quite a few weeks to wait before that one. Oh, um. So yeah, you'll find out next week what we're doing next week because I don't know yet. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, that was episode one hundred and thirty-three where we talked about Happy Death Day to you. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Honey, I'm down now.